But I want to talk to you this morning about surrender all or just surrender. Uh, we think of when you surrender, you've been taken to captivity. And I want to say this morning, the enemy has a lot of people in captivity. We've given to the elements. We've given to his task that has been set out. And we just, we give in to it. Uh, when you have a medical condition and you go to the doctor and they begin to tell you all the statistics, you know, as the medical field looks at the problem, they begin to tell you what needs to be done and everything. And, and you say, well, let's do whatever. When it, what you're doing, you're surrendering to man's elements, man's uh, ideas, And most of all, man's opinion. But I'm here to read you some scripture this morning. We need to surrender to God. We need to make a total surrender to God. I'm not talking about being double-minded. I'm not talking about being lukewarm. But I'm talking about making a commitment. I'm surrendering I've tried it. I've tried it my way. I've been working on some things, but I hadn't surrendered. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm doing... Let me tell you one thing. You can do your part, but God's done done everything. All we got to do is learn to submit to Him. And you know, submitting is a hard thing to do. Amen. I hate to submit to something that I just don't want to do, Brother David. Cut the grass. I don't like submitting to my wife telling her I'm going to cut the grass because she don't let me forget that submitment. When I tell her I'm going to cut the grass, you know what she does? Praise the Lord. The Lord answers prayers. <laughs> but if you have your Bibles this morning, I want us to turn to Matthew chapter 26. As you're turning, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you for the word that became flesh. Jesus, and that word Jesus has set us free, and that word brings changes daily, and I thank you, Lord, for those changes. In our life, Lord, we're, we're, we're receiving that word, and everything in our life, Lord, is becoming new. Lord, we're not, we're not trying to live in our past, but Lord, we're living now in the present, and we're getting ready to live in the future. And Father, your word, you sent forth your word and it healed and it delivered. And I thank you this morning for the deliverance of your word. And Father, I pray this morning, Lord, anoint the ears that they can hear the voice of God. Father, I praise you. I thank you for this opportunity we have together this morning in a place, Lord, where we can worship you in spirit and in truth. 
And I pray for the freedom of the Holy Spirit to have its way in this place this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. I want to read you something here. I've, 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 I've taught a little bit out of uh, a little Kenneth Copeland book here in the past, but I want to read you something here this morning. I had picked this up last night and was reading through it. Uh, I, me and Sister Teresa keeps little old books like this in our vehicles and by our bed and just everywhere in the house. But I want to read just a little bit to you this morning. It's talking about the image of God in you. I'm just going to read this here. It says, so you want to make some changes in your life. Maybe lose some weight. You know, that's a big thing. Maybe I got to lose some weight. You know, I went to the doctor the other day and the lady says, well, we need to, to weigh you. And she said, she didn't ask me how much I weigh. She said, how high are you? How tall are you? And I told her, then when I stepped on the scales, I put one foot on the scales and one on the ground. She said, that don't work that way. <laughs> she said, you got to put both feet. So I, I stepped up and my weight was good. My weight was really good. I, I've stayed in pretty much the uh, area that I want to stay in. But let me read this here. Maybe lose some weight or get your finances in shape. You gird up and you're real excited, ready to shake off the habits and, and all of those things that haunt you and step into God's best. Now this Brother Copeland wrote this years, years ago. This is an old little book. But now listen to what it said. You make some resolutions and we all, how many has ever made a resolution and you didn't stick with it a little bit? All right, I'm going to give you some here. It said, you all make resolutions, turn over a new leaf. Then all too often, sometimes strange, strange things begin to happen. Your determination winds down and you, and as you look for new, new leaves growing, it begins to look like alarm, smaller, similar to the old leaves. You know, we won't change this, but we begin to, we fall back into that. Suddenly you're back where you started. Nothing has changed and you begin to doubt that in every, and that's not only in your life, but in everybody's life. That's happened to all of us more times than we want to admit. But if you are, now listen to this part here. But if you're born again, child of Almighty God, it doesn't have to happen to you again. God has given you the principle and the power to make permanent changes in your life and circumstances. I like to shout it when I read that way back there, but I wanted to read this again. Once you learn how, now listen, listen to what I say right here. Once you learn how, not only you can turn over a new leaf, you can, draw, you can grow a whole new tree. Praise the Lord. But first, you have to understand all important principles, a principle that, is, that, that has been in action from the beginning. It is the principle of the inner man, inner image. God himself gives us the first lesson about it in Genesis 1. There, there we can see him using the principle of the inner image to create the earth. You know, he said, let there be, and there was things were happening. But now listen to this part right here. God just didn't come up on creation by accident and say, well, what you know, there's light. He spoke it. He didn't just walk up on it and say, wow, there's light. He spoke it. Now listen to this right here. I like that part right there. He first had to the desire and end results. 
an inner idea or imagination of what he wanted to create. And then said he, let be and light was. I wanted, I wanted to read that to you this morning because when there is a surrender, there's a commitment. And I'm going to read some of those things here in just a minute. But I want to read this here to start with Matthew chapter 26, starting in verse 36. Very familiar passive scripture here, Jesus in the garden before he was at the Lord's Supper. But I want us to pick up at verse 36. It said, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and said unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, as I will, but as you will. And he came unto the disciples and, and findeth them asleep and said unto Peter, What could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went again, went away again the second time and prayed saying, Oh my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, your will be done. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord for his will. He wanted his father's will to be done. Amen. And he left them and went again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and said to them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of the sinner. Rise up, let us go. Behold, he is at hand who does betray me. Father, we love you. We praise you this morning for your word. I thank you, Lord, for the word is true and the word is faithful. And Lord, we just take everything that you have for us this morning through your word, and we receive it, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. I wanted to read you these passages of Scripture here this morning because right here it is making a statement we can't stop when we want to stop. We need to go a little further. Jesus was at the place right here. He prayed to start with, I really, this, I don't know if I can handle this. A lot of times we get in situations and we want to throw up our hands and we say, Lord, I don't know if I can handle this or not. But we need to pray God's will, not our will. Jesus went back the second time and it prayed, nevertheless, not what my will is, but thine be done. So what he did right there, in the span of time, there was some surrendering. There was some submitting. There was uh, making a commitment. And I, and I thank the Lord. I, I was reading this here this morning, and I thought, I said, thank Jesus that he was willing to surrender. Yes. Without surrendering, 
Let me tell you, I mean, I don't know. I know God had a plan. But he sent his son to fulfill the law. Okay? And without the fulfillment of his son's will. Y'all got to get this here this morning, what I want to lay out here. We got to submit our will to his will. How do we do that? We got to surrender. And, and the Bible just spoke on us right here. I want, I want to read this here in verse 39. And he went a little further and fell on his face. All right. But under, understand it back in verse 38. Why did he, why did he fall down? Listen to what it says in verse 38. Then said he unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. There were, there was some, some action going on right here. Means that he, as a man, could not have endured it, but by what? Adding angelical, listen to what I'm saying, angelical strength. He needed the power of God, the strength of God to go a little further. I'm here to tell you this morning. The Bible says with man it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Right here, Jesus within his own strength, he could not conduct this task that was put upon him. And that's why he said, nevertheless, not my will. And then what he made, he made that surrendering to his father and said, nevertheless, not my will, but I surrender everything to you. Woo. To break every chain. Amy didn't know that I was, and this morning I was, I was up and I said, Lord, let Amy sing, break every chain this morning. Man, when she started singing that, I said, I sure am glad you're here when I ask. She began to sing that, and I thought about this passage of Scripture right here. When Jesus said, nevertheless, what that did right then, it began to break the chains of self-will. Amen? Without the self-will, the change cannot break. Jesus accomplished everything for us, but we have to accept what he accomplished. If we do not accept what he did, what the cross, the meaning of the cross, if we do not accept that, the change cannot be broke. Why? Because first of all, our will would be in the way. I don't need Jesus. I'm, I'm who I am. I'm strong. I can do this. I can do that. Let me tell you one thing. Jesus needed the Father. But he had to make that self-will commitment. There's a lot of people goes to church, but they've met, never made that self-will commitment. They have just, the Bible even taught, having a form of godliness. Yeah, there's a lot of people that goes to church, shouts, has a good time. They have a form. Let me tell you one thing. Just because you shout don't mean you got the victory. 
You, there you go. Sister Teresa said you're shouting on credit. Just because you do a lot of things that the rest of the church does don't mean you got victory. You got to make this one thing, you got to make this surrendering. Lord, I surrender. There's a, there's a song in our songbook, I Surrender All. We know that song. I surrender all. I surrender all. Come on, somebody. To Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. When you sing that or when that is in your vocabulary, let me tell you one thing. When me and my wife, we, 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 we begin to date, we made a connection. We wanted to spend our life together. So we, we surrendered our love to each other. We didn't, we didn't care about nobody else. Still don't. But when you surrender to Him, understand this right here. He said, not my will, but your, in other words, I love you, Father. I want to do what you would have me to do. And I cannot, now listen to what it says right here. I cannot do this without you. Because the Bible, I just read you right there in that, in that verse 38. He said, he would, his soul is exceeding sovereign even unto death. I mean, what this is right here, within our own body on our, our flesh we can only stand so much but you know where it starts in our minds if you hit your finger with a hammer what does your mouth say Oh my God, I can't believe I hit my... I mean, your mouth is telling you, dummy, what did you do that for? <laughs> you throw the hammer in the woods and everything. I mean, hello, are we human? I mean, we react to start with. What did you... You know, your mind and your fingers say, what did you do that for? I didn't mean to do it, but you did it. I'm saying right here, our mind, see... The mind, we got the mind of Christ. Amen. We have, when we, when we surrender to Him, we, be, we become Christ-like. The scripture talks about our righteousness is what? As filthy rags. So, what we, what we have to do, we have to trade in our filthy rags for His righteousness. Amen? We have to, well, there has to be a, a trading. Let's, let's go to uh, Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55. Starting in verse 1. When you get there, say praise the Lord. Them iPhones is quicker than them pages. <laughs> they, them iPhones, they just smash a button and here we are, right? I want to read a lot of this chapter right here, but I, I want, I'm trying to, I want to lay something down here. 
we're talking about what this is right here. This is God's promise to all, to everybody, not, not just uh, the Israel. This is for all. Now listen to what it says here. Hey, ho, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters, and he who has no money, come ye by and eat. Yea, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and you labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and your soul, what? Delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me here, and your soul and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and a commander to the people. Verse five. Behold, you shall eat, shall call a nation that you shall know now know not now. Behold, you shall call a nation that ye know not, and nations whom knew not you shall run unto you because of the Lord your God. Now you got to get a lot of this right here. For for and for the Holy One of Israel, for He has what glorified you. Seek ye the Lord. Now verse six. Seek ye the Lord while He may be found. Call ye upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will what? Have mercy upon him and to our God for, and, and to our God for he will what? Abundantly pardon our mistakes. I'm just, I'm not adding to, but I'm just saying pardon our mistakes. Okay. Now listen to this here. This is good. Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not hither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, and it may give seed to the sower and bread to the hearer. Praise the Lord. So shall my word be that goeth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall what? Accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereunto I send it. There's about two hours of teaching and preaching right here on this, this passage of Scripture. But verse 7 is talking about there is still wickedness. Okay? But now verse 7, listen to what it says here. I want to I read this to you one more time. I'm not going to get through with this, so I'm just kind of going to take my time off. It says, let the wicked forsake his ways. In other words... The wicked needs to change. What's that, what's that telling me right there? We all have room for what? Improvement. Our righteousness as filthy rags now, but now we stand in His right. How did we get in His right? We repented. We confessed. 
we're born again. I'm going to get into some of that next, next Sunday morning, but I'm, I'm trying to lay some things out here. But you got to do one thing. You got to forsake your ways. You got to, in other words, change your ways. Every one of us, we can make a few changes and it wouldn't hurt us. Amen? And I'm not talking about where we're, we're criminals, we're, we're druggies, we're alcoholics. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about forsaking our will and committing to His will. And what, you're, what we got to do right there, we got to draw the line because it goes on, it says in this verse 7, and the unrighteous man, his what? His, his thoughts, his thinking. His thinking. You know, we think about a lot of things. I mean, we, we get in trouble because we think too much. Amen? We, 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 we get in trouble, you know, by, I call it our stinking thinking. You know, we, 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 and I'm not, can I say this right here? The Lord wants you to think outside the box. Don't be narrow-minded. Okay? So when you, when you think on the thing, these thoughts right here of the unrighteous man, now listen, I, I want it to, I'm trying to go with this, but now the letter, next part of this right here, and let him what? Return. What are we going to return to? We need to go back to where we made a commitment at. Well, Brother David, I, made, I got saved 40 years ago. Paul says, I had to die daily. I mean, Paul was saying, hey, I'm human, so every day I got to get up and I got to do a, do a check. And he said, I die daily. Amen? So this scripture is telling me right here, let him return unto the what? Unto the Lord, and he will what? Have mercy. But, but can I say this right here? A lot of people don't want to think nothing about what they do, and they just want it to pass. So they don't think, you know. Let me tell you one thing. God knows it all. Hello? He knows it all. Now you just don't sweep it under the rug and forget about it. Sooner or later, somebody's going to pick up that rug and they're going to say, how did all this dirt get here? Javis at our house, he, he likes uh, these little drinks in a little pack. What are they called? Capri Suns, okay. And they in a little pack they got a straw Javis he sits on the floor and watches TV on his blanket and when he gets through you know what he does with those little things he turns around and he slides them under the couch <laughs> he's too busy watching Transformers <laughs> or Dumbo but understand He's telling us right here, we got to return to the Lord. We got to make, we got to make note. Lord, I want it to be right with you. You know, I mean, the Lord didn't pay that little old sin no attention. Let me tell you one thing. 
I told Brother David this morning, we was talking about a, a, a gentleman that I had some conversation with not too long ago, and we was talking about another gentleman, you know, having habits and this, this, that, and other. Let me tell you one thing. The Bible says they ain't no sin going to enter in. Okay? No sin. I mean, it don't matter what my name is, what your name is. Brother John, if there's sin there, there's some, we need to make it right. And what I'm saying here this morning, we need to return to the Lord. And, the, and it's saying right here, and we need to return to the Lord, and he will what? Have mercy upon us. I mean, it ain't something he's going to make you stand in front of the church and say, hey, I stole my neighbor's chickens the other day. And my wife made the best dumplings out of them chickens. But Lord, I'm sorry. The Lord ain't wanting you to, to get up in front of the crowd and make all this commotion. But he's saying, return to me and I'll forgive you. Because what, what does it say right here in, the, in this part right here? He said, he will have mercy upon you and to our God for he is what? abundantly pardoned. It's kind of like Brother Copeland one time, he was making a statement, he hit something and he didn't go out and sin or anything and he, he was at his motel and he had a bad attitude for some reason at somebody that worked at the motel or whatever and uh, he went on to his room and he had a meeting that night to speak at and he got up there in his room and he started, he started saying, Lord, I can't go down there and speak. You know, he done repented, you know, what he said, Lord, I shouldn't have had that attitude. And then he, he said, I can't go down there and speak. He said, because, you know, I, I done this. And the Lord said, you done what? Well, you know, Lord, you know, today I had that attitude towards that person in that, uh, the cafeteria. He said, what attitude? See, God had done pardoned him. Why? Because he asked the Lord to forgive him. Yeah. See, we got to realize all God wants us to do is just say, Lord, I made a mistake. You ain't, you ain't got to be, you know, tarred and feathered and run through town and all that. Everybody, You don't have to do that. You just got to make it right with him. Because when, understand this, when, thank you, Holy Spirit, when you make it right with him, the Bible says you can have favor with man. Am I right? Am I right, Brother David? When you make everything right with him, he said you, he will cause you to have favor with man. But if you're trying to hide something, how can you have favor and God bless you with your neighbor? I'm going to give you a little illustration and I'll, I'll stop. We've had some neighbors that live down below us. They've, 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 we've just had some situations. But the other day, Joseph was down there on the tractor and everything, and the neighbor over there, his son come over there and asked Joseph, would he do some, you know, move some dirt or something other around for him? Now, I have never done anything to them, but they've called a law to us because we park our trucks beside the road. We got a one-way street. Just, just things. But you know, I've, when they've come by my house, Brother David, my flesh wanted to say, 
Yeah, you owe no good for nothing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what. Come on. Are y'all human? Well, y'all done been glorified. I'm sorry. Y'all got y'all's glorified bodies on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so, I, wrong group, wrong group. I preach to them the next choir. <laughs> Amen. But I've prayed. I said, Lord, I don't want, you know, they're my neighbors. And I've prayed. When they've come by, there's, you know, things was said about us and this, that, and the other. And uh, he, he, he even said one day, told somebody that he seen me up at the store buying a 12-pack of beer. I mean, he ain't even never seen me at the store, but he seen me up there buying a 12-pack of beer. You know, and I could have stopped him and blessed him out, you know. But I just said, Lord, I, I choose not to be offended. So the other day, now this has been going on, but the other day Joseph went over there with the tractor and done a little bit of scraping around for him and his boy and everything. And uh, they paid uh, Skylar, didn't pay Joseph. Now, how, I mean, understand that they paid Skylar. Joseph was on our tractor using our fuel, but Skylar reaped the benefits. But I'm saying that to say this right here. Understand, when God has favor with you, it goes down to generation to generation. So, and, I, and I'm saying that to say this right here. What we have done that might have been wrong God has already pardoned that. Does that make sense? He's already, Brother David, he's already forgiven me. And, and you know, and, and I'm, I want to correct, I want to say this right here. I'm not giving you a certificate to do wrong. But God has already forgiven you of the past, the present, and the future. He has forgiven you. If you make a mistake, he don't, he don't throw Brother David away if he makes a mistake. He's got the Holy Spirit to guide him, to correct him, to get him lined back up and say, hey, brush the dust off of your knees. You just failed. I'm going to pick you up and, and set you where you can go on. That's the God that we serve. He pardons. But understand this. You can't keep sweeping it under the rug. Does that make sense? We try to hide a lot of things, but let me tell you one thing. Back to what I was talking about a while ago, when Jesus went to that garden, when he came and he found his disciples asleep, what did he tell the disciples? Somebody tell me what I read a while ago. What about the flesh? That flesh ain't much to it. <laughs> There ain't much to that flesh. When it gets under pressure, Brother Tex, it gets weak, don't it? You can't have sin in the camp. That's what Sister Teresa just said. But what I'm saying, we are a spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We got the freedom. He has forgiven me. The devil wants to make us feel guilty of things and everything. But let me tell you one thing. He has done pardon my sin. He has forgiven me. But now I want to say this in closing. You got to forgive yourself. You got to forgive yourself. And this is for somebody. 
It doesn't matter about what happened. It's about what's going on now. You can't, how many can change 10 years ago? You can't. How many can change yesterday? You can't. It's, it's done, done. So I'm saying what has happened has happened. We need to make new things happen now. Okay? Let me read you this and I'll, I'll, I, I will close. Surrender. And spirituality and re religion means that a believer completely gives up his own will and subjects his thoughts, ideas, deeds to the, to the will and teaching of a higher power surrendered is willfully accepting and yielding to a dominating force and their will. So what that's saying, right there, Jesus completed His will to the Father. Not mine, but your will. What He did, He stepped down. My ideas, our ideas... What we got to do, we got to surrender it all to, to a higher power. I am that I am. Remember Moses when he went out there in, in the burning bush and, and God was speaking to him, telling him to go back and lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. He said, but who do I tell? I mean, who, who sent me? I am that I am. That's all... That's good enough for me. Y'all get that? That's good enough for me. There was no questions asked. When, when that was spoken right then, let me tell you one thing. Why? Because he looked at a bush, Sister Amy, that was burning but didn't consume. And that voice that was talking out of that bush, I am, but let me tell you one thing. One that can cause the bush to catch on fire and not consume, let me tell you one thing. He has got power. And when Jesus went to that place and he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. What he did, he submitted everything to a higher power. Amen? But surrender. We've got to learn to surrender. I want to come back to this Isaiah because I want to get to some of these things about the thoughts. Because he said here, let me, let me read verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. But I want to come back next Sunday morning, I want to give you some, some examples. His, his ways are higher, but we can have the mind of Christ. Because the scripture talks about think on these things. We need to learn to think on these things and it's the word. Would you stand with me this morning? Break every chain. Break every chain. Surrendering to him when you... I give it all. I give it all. I want to surrender. Lord, I want change. If there's some change that needs to be broke this morning, Father, I want them to be broke. If can I say this right here? We cannot live for God with unforgiveness in our heart. 
We can't. Amen. We can't. We can't live for God with unforgiveness. We got to learn to forgive. He forgave us. He had a lot of forgiving to do with me. I was, I, I had a lot of things. Brother Tex, when I came to God, I had a lot of things on my plate that I needed to be forgiven of. And he didn't pick one or two and say, well, I can't do nothing with all them other. He says, he wiped my plate, Brother David. He cleaned it. He forgave me of all of it. Remember it no more. But I say this morning with the, with the song that Amy sung, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, to break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain. Folks, there is power in the Word of God. Every situation that we face, there's already the Word right there. And I just read to you, when He sends forth His Word, it will not return to Him void. It will break those chains. Father, I love You this morning. I thank You for the power of Your Word that it breaks every chain. Father, I pray that we can come before the throne of God this morning, Lord, surrendering everything to You, Lord. We surrender every situation, every family problem, every church problem, every job problem, every husband problem, every wife, every children, every problem, Lord. There, we don't want to leave anything out this morning, Lord. We bring everything to you this morning. We surrender. Lord, we're going to let you take care of it, Lord. We want to come before you as the righteousness of God. We stand this morning, Lord, releasing everything, surrendering everything to you, Father. Father, bless everyone here this morning, Lord. With a repentant heart, we stand before you this morning, Lord. Forgive us. Make us whole. Let us present ourselves this morning, Lord, holy and acceptable unto you. Holy and acceptable unto you, Lord. We, we present our bodies this morning, Lord, as a living sacrifice and praising you and honoring you. Why? Because you have broke every chain. You've broke every chain. Father, bless every home that's represented here today. Father, we pray for family members this morning. Children, husbands, wives, uncles, aunts. We pray for, for entire families this morning, Lord. Situations, Lord, in the past has been in an uproar, but Lord, we cast it down this morning, Lord. Those chains are being broke. They're being broke. Relationships, Lord, being mended, being brought back together. I thank you, Lord, for that. I thank you for you're the mender this morning, Lord. You're the repairer of the breach. Father, I thank you and I honor this this morning. Bless us as we leave this place today in your mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.